Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Alive for More, a dialogue with Catholic young adults produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire the universal call to holiness. And now, Alive for More. Welcome back to Alive for More. My name is Father Nick Ventura. I am joined in the studio by Kayla Walton. Joel Yarmish and Trisha Casson, and we're going to talk about Pope Francis. You know, a lot of people talk about the Francis effect, but before we launch into that, Kayla, could you start us off with prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Most blessed Trinity, we come before you, and we thank you for the great gift of your witness of love to others. Lord, we especially thank you for the gift of Pope Francis. We ask that you please continue to bless him and guide him as he leads our church, and we pray, our Father, who, who art in heaven. heaven. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Our Lady, Queen of Peace, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thank you, Kayla, for that prayer. And, you know, we were just talking about, I mean, Pope Francis. I mean, there's just all this excitement around this particular pope, and it's not like it's weird or anything, but he has done some really interesting stuff in calling people on to conversion, just like other popes before him, but but in a particular way, he's done this um, in our day and age. I mean, and it's I, really cool. I think, too, something else that is extremely exciting about this pope is that he recently visited the United States, mm-hmm. and I feel like, you know, as a young Catholic, and just even as a Catholic, I would always be so excited to, you know, look at the news stations and every single secular news station had something about his visit. Mm -hmm. And whether or not, I'm sure that, you know, many of their messages were politicized, but it was really such a beautiful time to be a Catholic, you know, and it's always such a beautiful time to be a Catholic. But I think especially in that week, it was truly life-giving and affirming to see how many people were just drawn to Pope Francis and his message. Trisha? And not only Catholic people, you know, it's really interesting. Um, I was working uh, plenty of shifts at the hospital during his visit, and um, it was so beautiful because every single one of my patients had the coverage on the TV, so I felt like I could watch a lot of it. (laughs) Um, But I had a man who was Jewish. I was taking care of somebody who was Jewish, and um, he watched the whole Mass that the Pope said in Washington, D.C. for Mm -hmm. um, St. Unipersera. Um, and it was just like, I, I just remember thinking like, this is so beautiful. Like I'm watching the Holy Mass with, you know, my Jewish brother and who else could like bring two people like that together and to be able to talk about the Mass with my Jewish brother. What a gift. And um, uh, just like the newscaster after the Mass, because the major news channels played the whole Mass. Yeah, right. I mean, so millions of people who have never mm-hmm. seen the Mass or don't know what the Mass is about was able to see the beauty of the Eucharistic sacrifice. I mean, we'll never know until heaven the impact that that made. But um, after the Mass, the newscaster just said, wow, she's like, I just feel so close to God. And, you know, and that's what Mass is, right? We're brought mm-hmm. close to God. And she was able to verbalize that, like to millions of people who were watching, you know, NBC. It was just... That is amazing, Trisha, because, like, you know, the word that we use for Pope in Latin, it's pontifex. Mm -hmm. And pontifex literally means bridge builder. Mm. So 
what our Holy Father has done is building bridges between people who otherwise wouldn't speak. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just such a wonderful thing that we can do as Catholics, like say, hey, you see the Holy Father was here in the United States. He came to see us. I mean, it's it's really pretty cool how he addressed Congress, how he was being made present to people, how he would even just stop his motorcade a lot of times just to talk with the most marginalized of our society, mm-hmm. those who have disabilities, those who are pushed to the side. I mean, yeah. it's really cool. Yeah, and it's. I thought it was really interesting. Um, my wife always says, and I don't know if this is her original thought, um, but she always says that um, the church is always presented with the perfect pope um, that we need at any given time. And um, a quote that I heard that I just thought just spoke to me the entire time the Pope was here was um, Pope John Paul II. Um, they say he, he sort of taught us what we believe. Mm-hmm. Um, Pope Benedict taught us why we believe it. And uh, Pope Francis kind of teaches us how to live it. Mm-hmm. So you see during his entire visit, him displaying all these, um, just the perfect act of faith um, or the, the perfect way to live out your faith, um, to be present to others, to make pleas for those who can't make pleas for themselves, um, just calling us all to a deeper service in our faith and really challenging us to live out our faith. I know um, there were a lot of messages that he that he sent in, in a lot of the speeches and a lot of the talks that he gave that um, they're tough. I mean, they're, they're tough messages. They're, they're all calling us to, to a deeper service to help those and kind of get us out of our comfort zone. And I think that that is... Um, tough to hear sometimes, but it's it's really what we need to hear. But he said it with the heart of a father. Mm-hmm. He said it directly to us. He wasn't just he didn't just mm-hmm. have a canned speech that someone wrote for him, but he said, I come to address the people of the land of the free and the home of the brave. That's something very um American, very it touches a lot of what we kind of hold uh, to be valuable in our society and he wa- he reached us in that sense he even quoted brought up people like Abraham Lincoln Martin Luther King Jr. and then Dorothy Day and Thomas Merton and really used mm-hmm. some big figures from our history I mean I, I think it's really cool Trisha you know something that also struck me uh, continuing with what Joel and Father Nick are talking about when I watched the Pope speak and you know address Congress um, give his homilies at Mass in the, I say this in with respect in the utmost way. He doesn't speak with great charism, uh, like he does. He's not very um, emotional when he speaks, or I don't know if that makes uh, yeah, sense. No, no, exactly. But he's something kind of about subdued. him is captivating still, and yeah. captivating for the whole world. So he's not one of these public speakers who you know uses arm motions and gets up and down. And um, but there's like a simplicity and a realness about him when he speaks and what he's saying mm-hmm. that has captivated people of all ages. My grandmother, she's 78 years old, and she called me and she's like, Trisha, have you been watching this? It's just so exhilarating. You mm-hmm. know, like awoke the faith of my 78-year-old grandma or people of all ages. And I, I was reflecting, you know, I don't think it's necessarily him who we are all so captivated by and and his message, but it's the person whom he represents. Right. And I think what goes along with that or what it, I guess, links it is it's his message is simple. It's a simple message. It's take care of what God has given us. Take care of God's creatures, great and small. Take care of the gifts that he has given us. So he doesn't, um, it's not an overly complicated message. It's not, that doesn't mean it's necessarily easy to live out, 
but it's a simple message that he delivered in simple and plain terms. And it's a simple message that can help us to be alive for more. And you are listening to Alive for More on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. You can listen to us Thursdays at noon or Sundays at 3 or online on demand at stgabrielradio.com. And we are in the studio. My name is Kayla Walton, and I'm here with Trisha and Joel and Father Ventura. And we are just talking about Pope Francis's recent visit to the United States. And, you know, something that we were just talking about, how he he is captivating, you know? And I think that when I, when I watched him, he reminded me a lot of my grandfather's and um, just his, his gentle demeanor, his... Um, stability, you know, just everything about him I, I love. But I think, too, that, you know, beyond beyond Pope Francis, obviously we see that we are, our hearts are drawn to him, I think, because we're drawn to Christ. You know, and anytime we see someone who is living a life for Christ and of Christ, then clearly we're going to be drawn to them. And I think in a special way and in particular way, we are so drawn to Pope Francis because he is, you know, the the... Um, the successor of Peter. Yeah, you know? the vicar of Christ, the successor right, of Peter. Right. And, you know, kind of turning the, the conversation just a little bit, you hear a lot of people say, well, I'm not Catholic, but I really like your guys as Pope. And I think this is a great opportunity. I don't know about you guys, but like a great opportunity for us as Catholics when people say that to, to counter and not really challenge, but just say, well, then why don't you become Catholic? Right, because mm-hmm. the things that you love about Pope Francis are tenets of our faith. Right. Um, and I'm going to interject really quickly. Okay, I go think ahead. <laughs> I think that sometimes when people say, you know, I'm not Catholic, but I really love your pope, I think that sometimes I I'm almost hesitant and I want to say, well, why what about Pope Francis do you like or what about Pope Francis do you think you agree with? And I think a lot of times unfortunately the media misconstrues what the pope is saying and so they think something that Pope Francis isn't actually saying, but maybe once they get past, you know, once we have that conversation about, you know, this is actually what Pope Francis meant by that, or this is the Catholic Church's teaching, then maybe that can happen. I mean, I, I hear you, Caleb, but I think it's still a good good right, jumping right, point. Like right, saying, okay, sure. hey, great, I'm glad you like him. Let's talk about it. Why don't you come into the church? And then, like, if they... And because sure. what I'm afraid of, I mean, just coming from a priest's perspective, what I'm afraid of sometimes is just when people say, oh, yeah, Pope Francis is great, and then they just let that feeling die. Gotcha. They let that moment of grace die. Right, and right. I think as Catholics, we should always be so concerned about our Lord's commandment to us to go and make disciples. Mm-hmm. He's given us this opportunity to do that. I think what uh, just one quick thing for what yeah. he was saying. It's I think it's difficult in the age that we live in where people's attention spans are about a millisecond long. You know, we have yeah. we're a culture of goldfish where we're on to the next shiny object is to really take this moment, take take this opportunity to call people in because uh, in, I, it just it seems like in two weeks from now. Um, mm-hmm. People are going to be on to the next big thing that's going on. So we just really need to seize the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, that's a really good point, Joel, is just, you know, seize the opportunity why it's here. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, it's, it's, our, it's our Lord's work primarily, but we need to be good instruments about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And I just second, you know, what we're all saying. But when someone talks to us about how they love Pope Francis, mm-hmm. um, and we wouldn't want someone to become Catholic because of a human being, right? Right. We so maybe our response shouldn't be, "Well, then why aren't you Catholic?" Mm-hmm. Um, but drawing, you know, helping us understand that our hearts are restless until they rest in Thee, and you know, we love Pope Francis because he represents Jesus Christ, who puts our heart at rest. And um, you I, know that that yeah. is no no actually I never really 
I mean, I guess I thought that cognitively, but never really expressed it. That is an excellent point there, Trisha, where we can start the conversations like, you know who he represents, right? Mm-hmm. He represents Jesus Christ. Who came mm-hmm. to found the Catholic yeah. Church and um, in a subtle way, bring, you know, bring it all back to Jesus. Yeah. Uh, but what Pope Francis, this is interesting. You know, I felt as a woman, I, you know, like I just wanted to take care of Pope Francis because his schedule was so packed. I know. Yeah. And I'm kind of thinking that too. I'm like, when does he get to sleep? When is he going to eat his yeah. dinner? When is he going to have time for but himself? I'm and, sure God gave him the right. grace. Uh, you yeah. Know, right. that, uh, but uh, so I was thinking it's kind of funny because I'm like, well, at least he can rest on the plane ride. And then I was reading, he had interviews on the plane ride from Cuba and the plane ride from America. So the poor man That's didn't exactly even get a rest too. in the plane. But, I mean, um, that, that brings up an interesting point because I just remember thinking, I don't know about you, Joel, but I just remember thinking, man, he has a lot lot of energy well you guys are thinking well when does he have time to eat dinner and someone giving him food is <laughs> yeah is, i was like that thought didn't cross my head i was like wow he has a lot of energy yeah, i just <laughs> wanted to give him a big hug but um so uh, on his plane ride back from the united states so um he was interviewed by people in the news just asking him questions about his visit and one of the questions was interesting they asked him how he feels about being a star in the united states um because he has you know so many admirers and mm-hmm. I loved his response. And this is the end of his response. But he says, how many stars have we seen that go out and fall? It is a fleeting thing. On the other hand, being the servant of servants of God is something that doesn't pass. Wow. Yeah. And so his response, he just talked (laughs) about. And before he before he said that, he was talking about, well, have you heard what we call the pope? We call the pope the servant of servants. I'm Mm. not a star. I'm a servant. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean. That's just, and that's what the world needs to hear. And mm-hmm. like, I mean, he, and you can tell by his visit, he just didn't visit dignitaries. Mm-hmm. He went out of his way. He canceled a dinner with politicians to go eat dinner with the homeless. Mm-hmm. He went out of his way to go visit the little sisters of the poor. He, as I said before, earlier in the show, he would stop his motorcade whenever he saw like someone who was a marginalized person and reached out to them and said, I love you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just always struck me as like, this is how probably our Lord was in Jerusalem when the crowds are pressing on him. I mean, there's so many people there, but he would find the ones that desperately needed his love the most. And I think, too, just kind of it tying into both what Trisha and Father Ventura were saying, just, you know, looking at, um, looking at his schedule. And I know that that was just something that I was really convicted about was looking at his schedule and it, not really taking it so much in the sense of look at how much he was able to do, but really like look at how he lived his life for Christ in these six days. You know, he always lives every day for Christ, but we were really, we were able to see every single minute what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that is a man who is living for Christ. And, you know, I'm sure that even in the the schedule that was not publicized on Fox News or CNN, there was that time for mass. There was that time for adoration, time for rosary, time for personal prayer. And it just really called me on to it, you know, to make the most of every single minute and not, not necessarily pack it full, um, but just really do what our Lord is asking us to do in every single minute, because one man was able to touch the hearts of probably 25 million. And, you know, if if our Lord is able to use one person like that, like what can he do with us if we dispose ourselves? Um, and what can we what can we allow him to do it to make ourselves available to others to help them live for more? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I was like, man, I'm full of it today. You are. <laughs> um, yeah. You're listening to a live for more on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. You can listen to us Thursdays at three. Thursdays, Thursdays at, noon. at noon, and Sundays at three, or online on demand at SaintGabrielRadio.com. 
And we're just, you know, speaking about Pope Francis's recent visit to the United States and, you know, really just about Pope Francis's message as a whole. Joel? Yeah. And uh, where he was at the end of his, towards the end of his visit, um, he went to Philadelphia. Um, my brother and uh, sister-in-law and my nephew, they all went out there. They were out there the, the whole week and they went to, did a lot of good stuff. There's a really cute picture of my brother uh, or my nephew dressed up as the Pope. He's like 11 months old in his little white outfit and it was super cute. But um, anyway, he, there's, uh, there's, there's transcript out there from his, his speech that he gave, his talk that he gave and a um, lot, a lot of really good stuff in there. Which speech? Do you remember which one? Or? Uh, I, it was just the one that he gave. It was probably at the festival. I think it was Saturday night. Yeah, Saturday, yeah, Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, the speech that he gave Saturday night, and he talked about how intentional God was when He sent His Son into the world to not send Him to be alone. I mean, He could have sent Him anywhere. He sent Him to be a part of a family, mm-hmm. and how um, basically um, just impress the uh, importance of of the family life uh, in today's society and how when you um, are part of a family, you're part of God's overall dream because that's where he sent his son. Um, and I just, um, I don't know. It, it, it was, it was, a. Uh, it just had a, his talk had a lot of nice, nice snippets of information. In it. Mm-hmm. And the thing is uh, just for our listeners out there, if you ever want a chance to like see what he actually said instead of little snippets or stuff like that which the snippets are good you can go to like someplace like catholic news agency or ewtn um, or the usccb yeah. uh their websites um and you can get full transcript scripts of his speeches that he gave that's really they're easy to follow along i thought i'd get bored but i really wasn't i i mean it was really full of good teaching trisha thank you father and you know to go back to what joel was saying about Uh, the Pope's address to families Mm -hmm. and just the fact that he decided to go to the world meeting of families, you know, how important it is that he was even there. Um, Just a little side note is our Bishop, Bishop Frederick is going to go over what was talked about at the world meeting of families four times in the next two months at various parts of our diocese. Uh, So look into the Columbus dispatch and there's posters around churches in Columbus. Uh, But what a great opportunity to be able to learn what was presented without having to go through the traffic or the money. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But to get back to our show on Pope Francis, um, about family, you know, it's, it's funny that he came to talk about family, but when I reflect on what, you know, the grace God gave me from the Pope's visit to America is that in this time when family values are so attacked and, you know, questions about the foundations of our society seem shaky it's easy to get very discouraged and I feel like I've despaired maybe a little just from what we're hearing in the media and the direction it looks like our country's going in. Uh, But when the Pope came, you know, it was just this feeling of being a part of a family, um, no matter what social economic status we're in or what religion we're a part of or what, where we live, you know, even what country we're from, what political party we align ourselves with, you know, we all came together um, to listen to our dad in a sense, you know, um, and we all had that same excitement um, to to have the Pope in our country. And so he came to talk about families, but I think he created an environment of families, mm-hmm. like a camaraderie um, between citizens in the United States, whether that was his intention or not. Yeah. And that Trisha, that's a really good point. And I kind of want to draw out something else that you said about Thinking about the graces we received from God because of Pope Francis's visit. Too often we just think, oh, the excitement of having the Holy Father in the United States. 
But sometimes you just don't stop how God is reaching out to us and thinking about the gifts that he gives us in this time because God is reaching out. That's Mm -hmm. why there's a pope. That's why we have the church. God is constantly reaching out, trying to touch us, trying to call us to conversion. And I think it is a good practice just to stop and think Mm -hmm. what ways are is God reaching out to me? Mm-hmm. What ways are is God reaching out to my brothers and sisters? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I think um, it, it, what it did was it provided a, his his visit in general, um, specifically about his family, the, his speech to the family. It gave people an opportunity for discussion. We've touched on it uh, for the entire show. Is it provided us this opportunity? And um, again, he called us out of our comfort zone, and he called us to to embrace these discussions. Um, and what I really liked about his talk with the families was um, he didn't really sugarcoat anything. I mean, he gave us specific directions, and he also uh, told us that it was going to be tough. I mean, he said when you um, when you love deeply, when you are prepared, when you truly do will the best for another person, you have to be ready to take up your cross. And I think what um, the trap that I've fallen into is thinking that that can be avoided. If you mm-hmm. do everything correctly, you can avoid carrying your cross. The cross. Right. And but you can't. <laughs> you can't. You really can't. And um, it's just, as I, so he didn't sugarcoat things, but at the same time, he didn't discourage either. He said, there is no perfect family. Um, they don't exist. Uh, he said, this must not discourage us. Quite the opposite. Love is something we learn. Love is something we live. Love grows as it is forged by the concrete situations which each particular particular family experiences so it's through these tough experiences through these uh periods where we're carrying the cross that it forges and it it strengthens our families and um yeah i mean he's just he's great i mean it is those those moments of the cross lead us to moments of grace and you know that's what we live for to be alive for more you're listening to this show on saint gabriel catholic radio am 820 remember you can listen to us thursdays at noon sundays at three or online on demand at saint and this show particularly is talking about the visit of pope francis to the united states and you know Pope Francis isn't the only pope to have visited us. We had Pope Benedict in 2008. We had Pope John Paul II, Pope St. John Paul II, (laughs) several times Mm -hmm. over his uh, 25-plus year pontificate coming to the United States. And, you know, changes happen. I mean, if you look when popes visit countries, things happen. If you look at like Russia and Poland during the time of the Cold War, when Pope John Paul, Pope St. John Paul II was visiting them, it enacted change. I mean, thousands of history books point to St. John Paul II as being the reason why communism fell in Eastern Europe, because he's constantly visiting, encouraging us to calling us on to more. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm just kind of excited to see what graces the Lord has in store for us for bringing our vicar of Christ to us. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's something there. Um, I think Kayla. something else too, you know, just in it, reflecting upon this past week, I think that it is our job as and our responsibility as Catholics to, you know, be, be aware of what took place. You know, if you haven't had the opportunity, go back and watch some of the footage. And if you haven't had the opportunity to look at some of the transcripts, go back and read it because I think that, yes, there were millions of people impacted because they were there. I think that, you know, it has his visit has the ripple effect. And so it doesn't Mm -hmm. just have to stop in Philadelphia or in D.C. or in New York. Like it 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 
you know, is just not really bound by by time and space in the sense of like we can still be impacted by this. And so we have the responsibility, you know, really to just to take to heart what he said and implement into our lives. Mm-hmm. Trisha? Um, and yeah, and just our faith is exciting, whether the Pope is in America or not. It's an exciting time to be Catholic. And there right. is excitement in the church and just to remain, you know, excited and happy and alive. Um, when on his interview back from there's a few other things I think were so sweet about Pope Francis on yeah. his interview back from the United States, they asked him what surprised him about Americans. And he said that he was surprised by our warmth. He you surprised know, by yeah, our warmth. He said they're so lovable and so warm. Mm-hmm. And he was surprised by our piety and religiosity of the people. He said, I would look out and I could tell that they were actually praying and really in praying, you know, mm-hmm. and wow. just surprised by our piety. And, um, yeah, and that should make us proud to be Americans because we are prayerful people. Uh, and it's beautiful that the Pope could recognize that. Also, they asked Pope Francis, this is just something so endearing, what do you, how do you feel when a trip is over? And he said he looks out and he can see the people of the face, the faces of the people, and he prays for them. And he says to the Lord, I came here to do something good. Perhaps I have done wrong. Forgive me, but protect all those people who saw me who thought of what I said, who heard me, even those who have criticized me, all of them. Wow. I mean, that that is the heart of a shepherd. (laughs) That is the heart of someone who loves his sheep, Mm -hmm. who wants to reach out to each each and every single one of us. He's not just a political pope. I mean, none of the popes that we've had over the last 40 years have been political popes. They're there to guide us and shepherd us and love us. It is, I mean, it's pretty amazing. Heart of somebody who is humble. Yeah, I mean, you to, know, hum- to even pray for the people. Humble prayer. Even to pray for people who criticize you. I mean, how mm. difficult is that? I mean, I know I struggle with that. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, the people that person criticized me. I don't know. I don't know if I feel comfortable. I mean, it's mm. kind of a normal experience, really. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, it's funny that you bring up politics because I saw a really funny cartoon um, that had a picture of Pope Francis and two people grabbing each arm. One was like, uh, <laughs> he agrees with me on X, Y, and Z. And then the other was, he agrees with me on X, Y, and Z. And then uh, Jesus was like, actually, he, he agrees with me on, yeah. on everything. So Yeah, no, that, um, that, just, is something, that is something to remember that our Lord is on the side of of the Pope and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that has to wrap up our show on Alive for More. We've had a great time discussing Pope Francis and his visit to the United States. Um, before we go, remember you can listen to us Thursdays at noon or Sundays at three or online on demand at stgabrielradio.com. Um, Trisha, could you close us off in prayer, please? Of course, Father. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord Jesus, we just thank you for Pope Francis. We pray that you will continue to use his ministry to break through the hearts of all of your children. We pray that you will soften our hearts, Lord, and that you will speak to us the grace and the wisdom and the knowledge you want us to receive from our Holy Father's visit to the United States. We ask this through your mother's intercession and trusting all of our intentions. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, God, pray pray for for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Until next time, please pray for us. God bless. Alive for More is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Alive for More and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com. Then
Sun.